You're listening to episode 15 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can. So, hey, George, it's good to talk with you again. I, um, I'm really excited about our conversation today and the conversation you're going to have, and I, I may have to mute myself because I had a big surprise yesterday afternoon when they started assembling scaffolding right outside of my office window. So nice. Yeah, been a little noisy today, walking on the roof, banging things, yelling, things that shouldn't be recorded. <laughs> so uh, um, I, I may just have to mute myself while you do this great interview, because uh, I don't want to, you to hear all the smashing that's going on at, over here. Yeah, hey, and speaking of smashing, Charlotte, the Elevate 2020 conference theme was smash it. And I tell you, today we have with us, believe it or not, Chip Basioko, the CEO of TrustedChoice.com and Agency Nation. And they put on the conference, which was supposed to be in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was looking forward to that, but it ended up being online. And we're going to have a great discussion about this particular event. And now, Chip, let's tell a little bit about Chip. Chip is a veteran of the insurance industry. He's an innovator and technologist. He began his career in the late 1980s with Chicago insurance broker uh, Rollins Verdict Hunter, which is now Aon. Since then, he has led numerous innovation and technology-related business initiatives for several leading insurance service companies, including Aon, Arthur Gallagher, and Zywave. Uh, Mr. Basioko is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame in 1988 with a degree in business finance and currently lives in Brookfield, Wisconsin. And Chip, what a pleasure it is to have you with us today. Thank you, George. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, It's a privilege to be here with you guys. This is great. Uh, I I wish, by the way, uh, uh, I had seen you guys live in Nashville. It was a great tragedy that we could not be there. And uh, and since Charlotte was talking about noises, now that everybody works at home, there's always unexpected interruptions. I mean, for all I know, the UPS guy will be here in 10 minutes. So <laughs> hang in there. We'll get through and, it. That, that's right. We never know what's going to happen these days. And, and speaking of that, Chip, I know that you know all the agents, all of a sudden COVID-19 hits, they have to put a plan in to work from home. Some agents were prepared, some were not. Uh, those, I think, that were going to elevate probably more prepared than others because we've talked about these things at the conferences in the past. But, man, to put on a conference, to put on a conference with thousands of people attending, with vendors, agents, other people in the industry, that had to be an incredible decision to make that either you cancel the conference or you go online and you guys – decided to do the online route. And we just really want to know the back-end information, the background information. What really took place there? That's a great question, George. And uh, it was it was a gut-wrenching uh, decision that uh, took a lot of days. So 
as the as the story started building up, you know, in the media and whatever about the COVID virus. And if you remember, if you, it's hard to remember now. But if you go back, there were lots of media stories that were like, well, you know, don't worry about it. You won't need to wear masks or things like that. Um, and then, of course, there was the flip side of, oh, no, no, this is going to be the worst pandemic, you know, since blah, 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 1923. And we didn't know which to believe. We have no, we are, none of us are pandemic experts. Uh, we just know how to put on, you know, good insurance conferences or as we call them, unconferences. Uh, so we have a good knack for that. We have scheduled this conference months and months and months before that. We picked out, I think we picked Nashville as the location in January or February of 2019. Wow. So that's more than a year in advance that we ha- we picked it. We have obviously substantial deposits down. I don't think anybody really thinks through the the, the, the dollar dollars. amounts exactly. that are already committed and under a contract. And if you don't show up, they just keep the money. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we should, lose right money. because because you're preventing. If you don't show up, you prevent them from selling their hotel services to somebody else. I I get their business model. Um, and venues and speakers, right? So when we line up, we had some amazing speakers this year. We've had amazing speakers every year. Those speakers also get contracts months and months in advance. They get deposits months and months in advance. So we had a huge commitment financially uh, speaking. We also obviously have a commitment to agents. And we knew that there were thousands, as you said, uh, of agents and other people, company people and whatever that had it on their calendar, got to go to Nashville. Uh, it was part of their marketing plans. It was part of their just their their annual plan. So we had a lot of pressure. We took uh, we started sharing information with the community, which we always try to do, uh, and we got an absolutely down the middle split um, <laughs> of you got to cancel it uh, versus you can't cancel it. And we we're like, you got to be kidding me! This is it was a very uh, opinionated uh, subject matter, and uh, I guess you know we're going through a time in America where. For whatever reason, you could bring up almost any topic and people tend to fall on two sides that doesn't seem to be a lot of, well, I don't think it really matters. Um, it was a very, very uh, tough decision. I'll, I'll kind of skip ahead to the part that matters. We sort of said, is there a middle ground? We don't have to cancel. Uh, we don't have to do it. Maybe we could do virtual. And that's where we started this idea of virtual. I don't think two years ago, by the way, it would have been possible. I think the technology was just barely there right. about six months to a year before we made the decision. Um, not that we knew all about it, but we said, you know what? We see enough evidence that we could pull this off virtually or try to pull it off. Let's try. What the hell? That's what else. Oh, yeah, exactly. So what What was that like in, this, in the staff meeting with the staff and everybody around the table and somebody brings up, what if we do it virtual? I mean, who... Who just can you tell us who brought that up? Who is the person <laughs> inside that let the cat out of the bag? Who brought? I, well, I will tell you there were some groans, you know. So, so without saying who brought it up, uh, you got to remember <laughs> some people are going to have to explain that to, for example, sponsors, right? So we had sponsors also that had signed up to have exhibit booths months and months in advance, and they had sent us money. Okay, right. <laughs> So, so the I think the the reluctance when you say let's go virtual is somebody's got to explain it to everybody that already paid and all the ticket holders. I think we had sold I don't know six hundred seven hundred tickets uh, to agents. So somebody's got to explain to everybody that's already paid money and put it on their calendar. And some people even bought plane tickets. Exactly. Uh, guess what? You, we're doing it virtually. 
And so that I think is the hard, that those are the people that tend to push back is the people that are like, Oh my gosh, do you know how hard it's going to be to change the direction of this ship? Uh, the people that, that on the team that were kind of like, let's try it. I think were more the creative types, you know, which like a good creative challenge anyway. And they're like, you know what, if we just take all these logos and everything, throw them on a website, <laughs> so what? it's not on a stage. We'll put it on a virtual stage. We can play guitars. We can all this stuff we had in mind. They were very creatively rethinking it and saying, you know what, you could do this on a website. So um, that's another important part, by the way, of the Elevate team and the Agency Nation team. We have a really solid mix of creative people, practical execution people, sales people, communications people. You know, you have to have that balance to pull it off. Right. A- a- absolutely. Now, a- as I watched the conference as, as it kicked off, I mean, you had two great uh, people there that were really working that through for you. Uh, one was Avery Moore and, and the other was Scott Howell, who did a, an exceptional job just kind of kicking it off and, and going through the process and introducing things. Uh, what was it like training them and kind of getting them uh, tuned in to what you were trying to accomplish? So that was another one of those things that came off way better than uh, I could have expected. Um, we are fortunate to have a nice big universe of people that are active in the agency nation community. It's really the, the secret sauce is, is keeping all those younger agents, uh, involved and so forth. So they didn't know, those two didn't know that it would be them, um, doing those roles. Cause we were still trying to figure out the, the, uh, the choreography, I guess is the best way to say it of how do you start? We knew, we knew how to do the sessions because the sessions are, you know, they're in time blocks. And we knew the way that the virtual software worked. You know, we'd put, be putting those sessions into their time blocks and you push a button, you attend a session. So we knew that. We didn't understand how to get it started. We're like, how do you start? How do you, because normally we, we, uh, we play a lot of loud music at Elevate, right? You have a stage, exactly. you just play a really simple formula, play a lot of loud music, do a lot of light show stuff, and then have somebody come out and, and tell a joke. It's almost vaudevillian. Uh, the way we do a traditional elevate, right? And so it's really a couple of skits or acts that we that we rotate through on the stage, and then you go into the regular schedule. So we're like, how do you do that? Um, there was some some people are always pushing me to take a bigger role in that. Uh, you know, again, since you want to know sort of the behind the scenes, I I I, I tend to not want to do that. I think you have to have just the right balance so that people don't think uh, I'm not there. You know, I think they want to know, oh, Chip's here and. Right. And he's, uh, he, you know, he, he's responsible for this and he, and he's, he's welcoming us. You have to do the right host thing. It's a host responsibility mm-hmm. that I feel like I have, but I don't feel like I'm the entertainment by any means. I don't feel like I'm the, the face. I, I'm not the face. I mean, you guys can see me today. You know, I'm, I'm a little older than you want the face to be. I'm a little, whatever, all these different characteristics. So, uh, we were trying to think of which people to, and how many we debated this for a long time. We were thinking maybe it's four people on stage. You could do four people. You right. can't do that on a virtual. They'll talk over each other. It's too easy exactly. remote. So we had to think about the technology time lag, a lot of stuff. We, we, we got those two involved. Uh, they did an amazing job. Avery and Scott did. Uh, ben joined them later in the day, but uh, right. but those those two did an amazing they, job. I couldn't be more. They really thankful. did. I loved I loved Avery coming out, kind of like she was waking up in the morning, and, and then Scott being over there, like he was at Nashville, saying, "Where is everybody?" <laughs> so they came up with that. There's another important part, I think, of doing an elevate. So we came up with the idea that there's going to be two of them, and obviously they're remote. And that was the end of the direction that I gave them. I said, "You need to come up with a skit." 
that explains why are you remote from each other? Why is it funny? And, you know, you have four and a half minutes or whatever they had. And they came up with the entire shtick with the, when she first walked out, we did rehearse it one time. And when she first walked out, but the nose that I, I just, I was laughing so hard. We kind of ruined the skit. So um, when we did it for real, they were amazing. That was their, all their creative idea. And Scott being at the bar, you know, he was supposedly going to be at a bar with Jägermeister or whatever it was. That was hilarious. Dude, that was, that was great. And they, and like you say, they did an exceptional job with that. Now let's talk for a second about the keynotes. Uh, and you had Jay Bear and you also had Drew Davis and, and both were exceptional uh, on that first day. And uh, Drew, the video piece that Drew did, I mean, I'm thinking of this from, from a pr- presentation perspective. And if it were me, how would I do this? What an exceptional job in, in maintaining your attention. And I shared this with you. I was sharing this with my wife the other day, and I was watching it again. And she said, what are you watching? And I told her, well, this is the Elevate uh, 2020 conference. It was online. And she said, turn that around. And she started watching the entire video segment that he, that he had recorded. And it was just phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we, as I told you a few minutes ago, you know, we had the speakers in mind many, many months beforehand, but, but of course we had them in mind for a live event and we do think about the staging and the whatever. So I had seen it like an audition tape of how he would do it, how he does a stage thing. And I really liked it. Uh, and that's why we obviously signed a contract and had him signed up. So when we suddenly switched to virtual, one of the other big challenges is like, how did this transform to virtual? And I was really worried about Drew's presentation because he, if you had seen what he does on a live stage, it's all about audience interaction. And and I'm like, there's no, how's he going to do that? We were actually trying to think through, could we have a live chat going and he could be responding to that? And, you know, he he, he kept, but he was very confident. He said, I have a great idea. Uh, I think I got this. Don't worry. And, and we're, we're, of course, we are worried, you know, the opposite. <laughs> so as the days got closer and closer, I'm like, do we know what he's going to do? Is he just going to stand <laughs> I there? Can, and, I can hear that conversation now in the back room. Has oh, he seen his video? Yeah, it's just, it's, and when I finally saw what he did, and uh, for those that didn't get a chance, by the way, you can, you can see the recorded version. All of Elevate is available as a recorded version. But he made the most out of his home space. I don't think I've seen anybody be more creative. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, I've watched it several times and I've made notes on what he did and how he did it. And, and the, you know, he may do this in the live version. I've never seen him live. But the fact he had the other alter ego pop up and pop in and pop out, that was just he does not do that in the real. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He kind of relies on, I mean, you could never get audience members that would overplay it like he did those other characters he played. But he relies on the audience members to be the counter to what he's, right, in, in live. Then he, when he did the, uh, I don't know how many characters he played, that was just phenomenal. And I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of, since I've done these, I'm also a little bit of a geek about the execution of it. So just one segment I'll tell people about to pay attention to. The, the segment he did on his patio the number of camera angles that he gets in and the way he did the script, uh, I, I don't ruin the story because there's some drama to it, but, but it's genius. It's genius. Yes. And it had to have taken him two hours to All set up what my mouse to a four minute shot. Yeah. To, to put that in and to, and to kind of script it out or storyboard it, what it was going to look like. Now, the one thing we won't give away the whole thing there, uh, Chip, but you know, his presentation is about gaining attention and kind of keeping you in there. And, and I share this because back to my original uh, statement, 
when I was showing this at home, my wife was like, let me see that, turn that around. And so she was engaged with it as well. So not only is he telling you about how to do it, he's doing the same thing in his presentation. Uh, and it was phenomenal. What, what a great job. His, his, uh, his whole video uh, very sneakily proves his point. <laughs> it does. So, it, and the people watch a watermelon. Podcast, it, I'm not going to watch it anyway. To see that, right? It. It's it's cool. So, Chip, let's talk about this for just a second. We talked about the speakers. What about the vendors? I mean, I can only imagine the conversation because here's the vendor. They paid all this money, and now you're going to tell them they're going to be on this online remote type of event, and they're like, "Well, how are we going to talk to people?" Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this cover. I may have to go up up to my management team and, and get a sign off on this. But, you know, you're asking me to attend an event online that we're not going to even be able to see anybody. Yeah, you, you nailed it, George. There many of the vendors' biggest concern was not not having that face-to-face time with, uh, with agents and, and other industry partners. And I was worried about it too. Uh, we were just worried in general about the lack of FaceTime. Elevate is really about uh, mingling and so forth traditionally. Uh, we do have a number of rock solid uh, sponsor partners that are with us through thick and thin. They, they, they understood immediately that COVID was nothing that was our fault. Uh, they have a long-term commitment to Elevate and being there for many, many years. And so they were just like, we're going to ride this out with you. Let's try to make the most of it. Uh, what can we do? We did uh, cut the price. So we rebated to a lot of, we said, look, you, you know, we, we can't provide you food and beverages and there's all these costs. This is amazing how much it costs to put on an Elevate. I said, we won't have all the hard costs of actually entertaining you and security and blah, blah, blah. So we're going we're gonna to refund, I think it was in most cases about half um, of the sponsorship money. But they were still right where you are, right? Which is, well, what do we get for the, for the half? And um, what do we... How are we going to do this? We worked really hard to explain the concept of a virtual exhibit hall. And we worked really hard to stru- structure the schedule to create specific times and reasons for people to go visit the virtual exhibit hall. For those of you that might not know, a virtual exhibit hall is just what you think it is. It's the ability to visit with vendor companies, sponsor companies individually as if you walked up to their real life booth. They have a virtual booth and, and they man it with their people and they sort of, we came up with incentives and, and gamified it a little bit to incentivize people. We made sure that, that hours for exhibit halls didn't compete with other sessions. We, we did a lot of training with the exhibitors beforehand about how to get the most out of it, how we thought it would work, et cetera, et cetera. So all that work paid off. We, at the end of the day, of course, we survey, you know, what happened from both vendors, attendees, everybody. I think 90% of the vendors rated it a, a very positive experience. Uh, I know the trustedchoice.com booth, uh, which we had our own virtual booth. We actually had our best booth we've ever had at an LLA. Wow. That so amazing. I'm happy. That's that's good stuff. And I tell you, and it was very well done. I thought that the, the timing for it and people being able to engage with people like that worked well. Uh, what what other surprises came out of this experience? What were some things that came out that you were just like, you didn't, maybe we didn't think about and you're like, wow, that was interesting. Well, one, my initial, when we switched to virtual, I kind of breathed a sigh of relief because part of me knows how much work it is to do a real elevate. And I thought, well, you know, I don't have to go on an airplane and uh, it won't be as good, but at least it won't be as much work. That was my secret, (laughs) you know, 
Well, boy, was I wrong. Okay, it's a lot work. of work. It's more work. Yeah, this is more communication. The human beings know how to show up at a stage or you know, in a, in a ballroom. If you say to them, nine o'clock in the morning, ballroom B, you, you don't have to say more than that. You can put that on a sign in the lobby and you're done. <laughs> um, not so with a virtual conference. I mean, the number, how to log in, what to happen if you don't log in, endless numbers of details. So it surprised me how much more work it was. Um, it surprised me uh, how much people enjoyed learning. I tell you, another thing that surprised me was how much we learned. So, so just the software alone, of how do you do a virtual conference? I, I've been as I've been a technology guy my whole career. I think I learned more about a specific genre of software than I, in in two months than I learned in in a many many years. So for a lot of us, at the end, felt like you know what? I know something valuable now. I know how to do one of these. I could do it again. Uh, we could we can be successful at this. So there were so the surprises. There were many of them. I was also happy with the fact that I would come out of each surprise feeling better about it. Uh, than I did going in. So it was good, good experience. Right. So, so you learned a lot about the software it took to build this, you know how to do that next time. I'm sure that'll come in into play later on with other things that you may think of to do, which I think will be advantageous. Uh, but it was, it was an exceptional conference. I thought for the first time being online, incredible job by the team, uh, hats off to everybody for the job they did. And, and as, as a participant in one of the panels, you know, I understand the piece about everybody getting together and practicing ahead of time to make sure that everybody knew when to log in, how to log in, who was going to speak, uh, and make sure your mics are working, your videos working and all the little intricacies behind the scenes that nobody else probably even thought about that went into that. Just that time alone for what little bit I did on that uh, particular piece um you know that that was a lot of effort and and we're grateful to have you guys out there doing that for us you're welcome george uh and you're right so that that training session that you went through for your your panel uh session uh we did that 37 times or something i don't even remember (laughs) exactly yeah because you just had to do it over and over and over Over and over it was over and you guys in your panel of course you know you're podcasters so you guys were pretty comfortable with when to talk when not right i mean there were some other groups where they're like never did this before i have no idea you know so it's okay it was a lot of fun i learned i normally all that interaction that i get with everybody that i normally get it in two compressed days here's another surprise I normally experience, I experience Elevate, other than the, just my staff planning, two days with people. Well, I spent, a, you know, half a day with you and, and the guys in your panel, half a day. So I actually got to interact with the people of Elevate for weeks this time instead right. of just two days. So that was that was fun, too. That's good. That's good. Well, Chip, we greatly appreciate everything that uh, your team did and the effort you put in. And we appreciate you greatly being a part of our podcast here as we, we talk about the issues and, and things that uh, agents are facing today. Uh, Charlotte, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring in or ask? Well, I, I did want to reiterate what Chip said and that these recordings are available and we will put the link to those recordings in our show notes. And Chip, if you want to mention that link out loud, as well as the best way to get in touch with you to learn more about Agency Nation or Elevate, if our listeners would like to, to connect oh. with you. <clears throat> Thank you, Charlotte. Yes, re- recording a complete recording of everything that happened at Elevate is available at elevateconference.com. Uh, there's 
prominent links there on that main front page. You can go and find out about it. I think you can also watch some summary videos to give you a sense of what it was like. And of course, you can always check out, uh, generally speaking, everything about Agency Nation and sign up for the weekly newsletter that goes out every Sunday night. Uh, the, the one, I just saw the one that's going out uh, for Monday morning, and it's phenomenal. You can sign up for that at agencynation.com. And I encourage everybody to do that. Get the free newsletter and stay in touch with everything we're doing at Agency Nation. Agency Nation is all about agents getting involved with other agents. You know, it's kind of a, it's a community. It's, it's free to join. Uh, you, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. It's a great, amazing networking opportunity, amazing opportunity for you to share your own ideas, uh, your own content. Uh, I highly encourage it. And uh, thanks for, for letting me be here with you guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's a it, pleasure to have you, Chip. We greatly appreciate it. And Charlotte, we'll let you sign us off here. All right. Well, thanks again, Chip. We've learned so much. We appreciate everything you're doing for the industry. And, you know, moving this conference online was just one more way that we have moved the industry forward, I believe, and appreciate you spearheading that effort. So, everyone, thank you for being with us on this episode of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. And we hope that you'll join us again on our next podcast. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com, as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast.